Hey, hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. This is where every day you and I, we get together. We have a little bit of coffee. We get into God's Word and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2024, Lord willing, we'll make it through Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Hebrews. So glad to be with you today. Let's have some coffee. We'll pray and we'll get into God's Word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day that you have given us. You've woken us up this morning. And you've given us hope. You've woken us up this morning and you've provided for us. Lord, we thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Please help us to read your word and to understand it and how it applies to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's go ahead and open up in our Bibles. Open up here, Numbers chapter 3, beginning at verse 38. This is a short one today. Numbers chapter 3, beginning at verse 38. Moreover, those who were to camp before the tabernacle on the east, before the tabernacle of meeting, were Moses, Aaron, and his sons, keeping charge of the sanctuary to meet the needs of the children of Israel. But the outsider who came near was to be put to death. All who were numbered of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron numbered at the commandment of the Lord by their families, all the males from a month old and above, were twenty Two thousand. Oh, short passage, but we just need to re-ask ourselves our normal three questions. A, what's this about? B, what's the best verse to summarize this? And C, what are we called to do in response to this? So, what's this about? Aaron and his sons and Moses camp on the east side of the tabernacle. They're the guardians. All the other Levites, north, south, west, they camp around. But Aaron, Moses, and Aaron's sons, they camp on the east side. Why do they camp on the east side? That's where the entrance into the tabernacle is. They are the ones that if somebody tries to rush into the tabernacle, if somebody tries to get into the holy place of God, they're the ones who step in the way and guard the throne room of God, right? We need to remember the context of which is this going on. Often we think about the tabernacle, and we just think about the tabernacle in its religious function, and that is certainly true. But we forget what is at picture here also is a covenant king dwelling in the midst of his people. This is a mobile palace, right? This is, this is right, God's Everybody else is almost in these nomadic tents. He is in the tent. But this is not just any tent, right? These are are a people group at war. This would be the same way as if we had our president who went to war with the people or when other kings, right? You can think about Persian kings or Babylonian kings or Egyptian kings, right? When they went out to war with the troops, they had their own tent. And not anybody was able to just swagger into the tent. No, it was the king's tent. And so in this way, if somebody was going to go before the king, go before the covenant head of this people whom God redeemed by himself out of Egypt, if they were going to enter into his presence, it had to be in his way. And so here we find Levi and Moses and his sons guarding the entry into the tabernacle. It's quite an amazing thing, isn't it? 
This is what would happen even in the temple during Jesus' day. There was a wall around the temple. Right, you had the the temple itself, and you had the court of the Gentiles. Anybody could come to the, around the court of the Gentiles. You had the court of the women, but there was a wall between the court of the women and the Gentiles called the Sorek. And if any Gentile person went past the Sorek, they were able to be killed on the spot. And then if somebody went beyond that and tried to get into the court of the men, there were guards at the door there also and there were guards beyond that and so that's the point at each point into the closer and closer you got to god the more severe it would be and the more limited the number of people who were allowed in was so what's the best verse to summarize this area well uh, i have a few things underlined uh, i had verse 38 underlined because that's their charge. That's where they sleep. That's their charge. But in verse 38, I also have underlined, uh, especially by the outsider who came near was to be put to death. And then I have uh, 22,000 uh, males, one month old and above. I have that underlined also. So you can let me know. There's only two verses to choose from. Maybe only, you know, <laughs> maybe you only underlined half a verse. So what's the point, right? What are we called to today? This is the whole point of how the new covenant is better, right? This this brand, this new administration under Jesus Christ is so much better, right? Because there was an outer veil and then like the, the entrance into the tabernacle courtyard and then there was a veil to get into the holy place and then a, a veil that was even thicker to get into the most holy place, into the holy of holies. And so most people were left outside the tabernacle. Only a few people were allowed inside. Once you get inside, then you're talking about even fewer people. And then once you get into the Holy of Holies, you only have one guy allowed to go in there and only once a year. It's a very limited number of people who are allowed to go. But when Jesus Christ died upon that cross, that veil was torn in two. Now what is the only thing that keeps us from entering into God's presence? Faith. You must be born again. That's it. Do you, have, do you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Three of them. Do you believe? Right? That's the simple question. That's the only thing that keeps you. That is the only thing that keeps you from entering into God's presence. Now, he invites us to come into his throne room. We get to sit with the King of Kings every single time we pray. When we worship, he sends his Holy Spirit. And someday, someday we'll get to Go into that heavenly throne room. And this is where I, I'd, I'd encourage you to go read the first few chapters of the book of, of Revelation. You know, just get through about chapter 7. See the throne room of God. And the myriads of people who are allowed in to go see the king. Because the lamb was slain. And he's worthy to be praised. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you so much that you have told us of your throne and told us of the seed that's like jasper around it. And Lord, we thank you that you have shown us the image of the angels singing about and, and the elders being seated and the apostles being there. Lord, we thank you for letting us know that there are those who are under the throne. And we thank you for telling us that there are those who are singing your praises day and night, for you are worthy to be praised. And we thank you that you have invited us, invited us to come. What a privilege, Lord. Thank you for the redemption you've given us in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Well, I pray that you enjoy the salvation your Savior has given you. And may you love the Lord all your days. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.